Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. Jesus once told Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. If you desire, you can also follow us on YouTube and Twitter. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here is Pastor Visser with our next Bible study. We're going to be taking a look at Yahshua's parable of the wise and foolish builders, also known as just the parable of the builders. And this particular parable, spoken by Yahshua, is found in two places in canon, the first of which will be found in the Gospel according to St. Matthew in chapter 7. So please turn there now. But many times, Yahshua would teach parables in fulfillment of a prophecy that was given by Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9. This is considered to be the new commission. But I want to cover this very shortly while you turn to Matthew, the seventh chapter, so you will understand that Yahshua had a reason for actually teaching in parables. In Isaiah chapter 6, beginning in verse 9, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not. And see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. So, right there, understand that Yahshua spoke in parables in fulfillment of this very prophecy. The quote-unquote new commission of Isaiah chapter 6 verse 9. And, Naturally, what we can learn about this teaching is that there are two types of people. Just as Yahshua taught, many are called, few are chosen. But there are even those that delude themselves into believing that they can see. Because the wording here in verse 9 is, Hear ye indeed, but understand not. See ye indeed, but perceive not. So understand this point. A man or a woman can stare right at you in your face, pretend to believe, pretend to understand, but truly not be called of Yahweh God. And in dealing with this particular parable of the builders as spoken by Yahshua, you will see that once again these two classes of men and women come into play. For Yahshua's parable of the wise and foolish builders is found in Matthew Chapter 7, beginning in verse 24, where we read, Therefore, stopping right there, right now, as Yahshua begins this parable, there is a reason he is giving it. How can I say that? Because it begins by, therefore, or because of this. Therefore, 
In order to truly understand the parable of the builders, you must read what came before. And that begins in verse 21. Here in St. Matthew, chapter 7, Yahshua says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Tying right into where I took you already in Isaiah. Those that do not enter in would most likely be those that see, but aren't able to perceive. They hear, but they aren't able to understand. Thus Yahshua says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. Very interesting statement when you consider that your Judeo-Christian false prophet comes in and says, All you need to do is believe in Jesus. Well, this class of men and women who did believe in Yahshua will be rebuked and cast out. Let's continue reading in verse 22. Yahshua says, Many will say to me in that day, What day? The day of Yahweh. The day of judgment. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? So there is a class of people that will stand before Yahshua, the ultimate judge, and they will say, Hey, I knew the name. I did all of these great Acts within your name. I prophesied in your name. I cast out devils in your name. And I did wonderful works in your name. Pay close attention. St. Matthew chapter 7 verse 23. And then will I profess unto them. I never knew you. Depart from me. Ye that work iniquity. Very damning statement. When you consider that this class of men and women who are cast out by God in judgment are those who deluded themselves into believing that they followed the word of God, that they were some type of faithful, even more so that they had a special position with Yahweh God. Therefore, they could say, hey, I did all these marvelous works, not only just random acts of kindness, but all of these great things in Jesus' name, in Yahshua's name. But here's the clincher. Yahshua never knew them. He will say to them in verse 23, I never knew you. Consider the irony of this, that these particular individuals prayed every night before they went to bed. And when hardships arose, literally believed in their heart that they were following God. But yet God does not know them. Why? Because they do not do the will of Yahweh God. What is His will? But the law. Pay close attention. They say they do all of these things in Jesus' name. And He says, He that doeth the will. What is the will of God but His law? He that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Not everybody who professes to be a Christian will obtain entrance into heaven. But not only that, he says, I never knew you. You that work iniquity, right? Well, if we understand that all sin is a transgression of the law, then those that are iniquitous are naturally those that do not the will of Jesus' Father, which is in heaven. And therefore, verse 24 begins with, therefore, because of all of this, 
Because not everyone that says unto Jesus Christ, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom, but only those that are pronomian. Those that do not engage in iniquity and deceive themselves into believing they're some type of faithful. And those that do the will of Yahweh God, right? Not those that do iniquity. Verse 24, Yahshua says, Therefore, or because of this, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. Now you're going to see that this particular parable of the builders, as spoken by Yahshua, is more him straightforwardly coming out and saying that he is Yahweh God. Yet another confirmation that Emmanuel means God with us. And I'm going to prove that very shortly. Because the entire theme of the Old Testament, at least, but most assuredly the Psalms of David, center around the teaching that God is our rock and our refuge. That Yahweh God is the rock. Yahshua goes through this entire statement saying, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in, but only those that do the will, that do what God says shall. Correct? Then he begins his parable against insecurity by saying, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, not whosoever heareth these sayings of Yahweh God and does them, but whosoever heareth and acknowledges me as God. Right? Who is your rock? Because that's really what this comes down to. Yahshua is saying, Whosoever, meaning any man, woman, or Israelite child, that hears the sayings of Yahshua and does them, will be likened unto, in the eyes of God himself, a wise man, first and foremost. And not only a wise man, but so wise that he built his house upon a rock. What is the importance of a good foundation? Well, we've covered it numerous times in this series on the parables that I have been dealing with in 2016. But foundation is integral for a seed to germinate, for example. To be called and chosen of Yahweh God, you must be one of those seeds that fall upon good ground, right? Now, Yahshua is saying that these foolish men and women that are cast out by Him in judgment were workers of iniquity, a polite way of saying they violated the law of God. And then he adds, therefore, because of this, because they do not hear God, whosoever hears these sayings of mine, a polite way of saying those that recognize me as God, will be attributed to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Why? Next verse, here in St. Matthew chapter 7, verse 25. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. It was founded upon a solid stone of foundation. And this is extremely important. If Yahweh God was the Israelites' refuge and rock in the Old Testament, then based on what we've covered already this Sunday morning, Yahshua is claiming to be the same exact rock. Very important when we get to 1 Corinthians and the teachings of Paul. But back here, Yahshua says, a wise man will build his home or his belief 
upon a good foundation, upon a rock. Why? Well, he already explains that. So, when the rain comes, and the floods come, and the wind blows against that house, it will not fall, because it is on good foundation. Next verse. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. Oh no, dear kinsfolk, building your house upon the sand. What does that denote? Well, already, not a good foundation. We must build our faith, our nation, and our families upon the rock that is God. Yahshua here is straightforwardly saying, those that hear my voice and do what I say are wise. Those that do not hear my voice, they are not my sheep, they do not do what I say, they are likened unto foolish men. Why? Because only a fool would build this house upon the sand. Verse 27. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. Do you understand what Yahshua is saying? So great a fall, because a man put in the equal amount of labor in building that house, correct? As the man who built his house on a good foundation. Same amount of work involved. You could even attribute this on the spiritual level. Those works that we do for the kingdom. Just like those goats who say, hey, we did marvelous works in your name, Yahshua. But yet they had one thing different than the wise men and women. And that is that they built their house upon the sand. And when the same exact things happen, remember verse 27 and verse 25 are identical. When the rain comes, the floods come, the world comes in, if you will. Well, it falls. And it's a great fall. It's a disastrous fall. A house built upon a rock may fall. It may have problems, but it's easily fixed. A house built upon sand and a lack of foundation will crumble and it will be a great destruction. Yahshua says great was the fall of it. What happens? Verse 28. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Wow. Matthew chapter 7 verse 29 has much power. Two keys need to be brought forth. Number one. Yeshua did not teach as the scribes because the scribes did not teach with authority. And number two, he astonished the men and women around him because he taught as one who had authority. Now, perhaps you may have noticed this in life or even tried to instill this within your children. But if you are authoritative in life, especially with the lesser races in the muds, you will see that they will usually, nine times out of ten, do what you want. But if you do not teach with authority, no one will consider you an authoritarian on the Word of God. Rather, they're going to see you as a wimp and a punk. And in that regard, let me point out, that is where the modern Judeo-Christian pulpit fails. Who are they fooling? The reality of it is, is no one. They say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and make my message a little whitewashed, make it easier to swallow. 
And the very ones that they are targeting are the ones who are not deceived because they do not teach as one who had authority. If you want a man to get your order right at Taco Bell, order with authority and be authoritative. If you want to be truly the head of your household, be one who teaches as one who has authority. Very important. Because for you to be an authority, you must rise to that occasion. Yeshua did it when the scribes and the Pharisees could not. And that's all confirmed right here at the end of chapter 7. It came to pass when Jesus ended saying all of these parables, the Israelites were astonished at his doctrine. For or because he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Meaning the scribes did not have authority and did not teach with authority. But when you do, you will be respected or you will astonish those that hear you. And so it stands. In my ministerial career, I have very few men and women who come against me because they realize that they can't. But when it's all said and done, the key to obtaining respect and authority is commanding respect and authority. Very important, because a majority of the world down here desires to be respected while they disrespect others. Or, do not earn that respect. Rather, they sit around, scratch their head, and say, I wonder why Pastor Visser doesn't respect me. Well, I could respect you if you do something respectable. But when you do disrespect, don't expect to be anything more than an abomination in the eyes of God. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM. Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net, where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts, or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, Make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church, so that when He returns, He will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith, and apply his words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. But when you do disrespect, don't expect to be anything more than an abomination in the eyes of God. Very important, Yahshua spoke as one who had authority. And perhaps the most obvious in all of this is Yahshua was the only one who had the authority to truly preach the word of God while he walked upon the face of Yahweh's green earth. Not the scribe, not the Pharisee, and definitely not the Sadducees, who would come in and say, you know what, the devil's just your flesh. Angels aren't literal. There's no resurrection. Do you really think for a moment these men and women do not exist within our movement today? I assure you they do, but you will find one thing that the agent provocateur does not have. Authority. Why? 
because they know what they're doing is wrong. Perhaps that's a study for another day. I want to digress right now and prove to you what I was saying. So, if you're able to and you have an Old Testament, turn to the book of Psalms. And in the book of Psalms, you're going to see. And we're going to define who that rock is. Because that, if you will, is what this parable of the builders centers around. Establishing our house. House of God or just the house in which we live in. Upon a good foundation. So, in the 40th Psalm, verse 1. David says, I waited patiently for Yahweh, and he inclined unto me, and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. Word here as rock is Selah. And there's much more that if I had time I could go into to prove what I'm saying. Is that Yahweh God is that rock. Under the new covenant, that rock is Christ. Here, in the 40th Psalm, He, Yahweh God, brought me up out of an horrible pit and set my feet upon a rock. A polite way of saying He set my feet upon a good foundation. Exactly what Yahweh is teaching in flesh form. In Matthew chapter 7. Now, if you skip forward here in the book of Psalms to the 61st chapter in verse 1. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. See? Once again. How about the next chapter? Psalm 62, beginning in verse 1. Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From Him comes my salvation. He is my rock and my salvation. My defense, I shall not be greatly moved. What is David saying in this fourth psalm of trust? What he is saying is just what Yahshua is saying in Matthew chapter 7 and here in a moment, Luke chapter 6. And that is, we must be upon a good foundation. David says, He, Yahweh God, is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Why will David not be moved? Because his house is built upon the rock. Not upon the sand, as Yahshua taught. So right here, there are seven things that Yahweh God is to David in this psalm. Salvation, rock, a defense, an expectation, a glory. Once again, in verse 7, the rock of my strength. And finally, number 7, refuge. Verse 7, in God, or Yahweh God, is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is Yahweh, God. And so, based on that, right there, you know that Yahweh, God, is the rock, right? And we're going to confirm that yet again. But first, let's look at Yahshua's parable of the builders as it appears in St. Luke chapter 6. And you're going to see that it is almost identical to what we've already covered this morning. Now in Luke, 
chapter 6, beginning round about verse 47. And let me interject. This was covered by yours truly in 2014 in my Gospel of Luke series, part 21. But today we're going to be taking a look at it separately from that particular series. Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 46. Jesus asks, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Notice the similarities. Why do you call me Lord, but you're not doing what I say? Why would he say that? Because he told Peter, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's how you know a genuine Christian. Not what they say with their mouth, but what they do with their works. So, Yeshua asked this. And it is a question that deals with the lost, regardless of church membership or the profession of sonship. So understand this analogy. Even if you say, I believe in Jesus Christ, Christ taught that that alone will not save you. The devils believe and tremble. Belief does not gain you anything, but rather, genuine belief will lead you to faith, and faith leads to action. If you have no works to your credit, if you do not do what Yahshua says under the New Testament, or what Yahweh God, the rock of the Old Testament said, Yahshua will cast you out. Not only that, Yahshua says, why do you even call me Lord, if you're not going to do the things I say? So don't be deceived. Just because somebody professes to be the faithful, judge them as Christ taught according to their fruits. We are to judge every proverbial tree. And so, here in Luke chapter 6, Yahshua says, Why do you call me God or Lord and do not the things which I say? Continuing on. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house, and dig deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon the rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, And immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. And so, here it is. The entirety of the parable of the builders, according to St. Luke, chapter 6. But this is where we get that old adage, a stitch in time saves nine. Why would you go through all the hours of building a home for it to collapse and cut corners or Mickey Mouse the job on the foundation? which is the most important part. Thus, Yeshua is giving this parable in reference both times to those that call him Lord, Lord, or profess to be a Christian, but do not do what Yahshua says. Those men and women who do that, who do not obey, are the same. Meaning, Yahshua is politely telling them that they labored to build the house in vain. And because it was not built on a good foundation, from the very beginning, when hardships arise, in these parables, rain, flooding, and wind, they are the first to fall. And not only just fall, but how great that fall is. It could have all been avoided if it was built upon the good foundation. 
And, by logical deduction, if our houses are built upon the rock that is Christ, we will do the things He says. So, if you take anything from this weekend study, let it be that. Not every man or woman who comes to Yahshua saying, He is my Lord, or I cast demons out in your name, I did wonderful works, will be told, enter in. That includes you and I. If we understand that and live in fear of that reality, that meekness will most likely lead us to do the things He says. So men and women deceive themselves. They say, yeah, I'm Christian, for example. And then they spend all their time attacking everyone who disagrees with them. Or they come in and they say, yeah, I'm the faithful. But then they violate the very teachings of Yahshua on unity and brotherhood. Before Yahshua gives his parable of the two foundations, or the builders, here in St. Luke, just like in Matthew, there is a reason for it. And that reason is given in verse 43, and I briefly touched upon this. Yahshua says, a good tree brings forth not corrupt fruit. It does not matter if that corrupt tree says, I believe in Jesus Christ. In judgment, they'll be cast out. And in your discernment, you, using that God-given right, you will do the same and not be deceived. God is not mocked. He is not deceived. This is the point of what we're discussing here. Yahshua doesn't say, oh, well, you uh, said, Lord, Lord, and you reverenced my name, and hell, you even cast out demons in my name, and are in. <laughs> No, he straightforwardly says, I never knew you. Your entire life was a waste of time. Why? Whoso turneth his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. How can Christ even hear a man who doesn't believe and or do the things he says? And even more so, how can any man profess to believe in God but deny Yahshua as he did we not already prove this particular morning from the 40th, the 61st, and the 62nd Psalm that that rock is Yahweh God? Indeed we did. And that's just the tip of the proverbial iceberg. But turn with me, as promised, to the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians, the pagan Corinthians, and read with me in chapter 10. And you're going to see exactly what Yahshua is saying. And hopefully unlock another part of this parable that maybe you did not see before. In 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, pay close attention, verse 1. Paul says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? That's the context of what we're discussing. Spiritual meat. Thus there is a colon here. We all did eat that spiritual meat. More to come. And did all drink that same spiritual drink. Why? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Notice. Paul is not saying that Yahshua is the rock of the New Testament, but rather that that rock that they followed during the Exodus when they passed through the sea, 
or when they went under the cloud, or when they were baptized under Moses at the giving of the law, that rock was not Yahweh. That rock was Yahshua, or Yahweh-shua. The same deity. Yahshua says, I and the Father are one. Paul is not saying David was wrong when he says that rock is God, but rather that rock is Christ. Not of the New Testament, but of the Old. In context. So, Yahshua is saying, unless you build your belief or your proverbial house upon a good foundation, which is God, Him, His teachings, you will not stand in judgment. You will be washed away. But notice, it's not only in judgment. Yahshua says to those on His left, in judgment, depart from Me, I never knew you. But it's also in life. And this is something I want you to understand because it is true. We deceive ourselves time and time again into thinking, as a man sows, so shall he reap. As if that means in judgment. But yet a man reaps what he sows as he lives. But perhaps that is a study for another day. Understand the rock is Christ. Understand we must have a good foundation. If we do not have a good foundation when the worries of the world comes in, when persecutions, when tribulations come, we will be just like a house because Christ attributed a foolish man to just that. Who are the foolish builders in this particular allegory but those who built their house upon the sand? They put in the same amount of time. They put in the same amount of labor. But because of their one mistake, not building it upon the foundation or the rock that is Christ or another rock in general, they will not obtain entrance into the kingdom. And so, just like Yahshua's parable of the goats and the sheep and the tares and the wheat, once again we see, saying you believe does not do anything. Truly believing and doing will. So there are two classes of builders. Foolish, wise. They both put in equal amounts of time. They both, as they live, believed that they were following Yahshua Messiah and cast out demons and did marvelous works. But that one error of not building our houses upon the good foundation will cause one class the foolish builders, to be told, depart from me, I never knew you. So check your spirit. Check your pastor as well. And when it all comes down to it, do everything you can do to build and establish the kingdom of Yahweh God on earth as it is in heaven. And if Yahshua says to do, you had better do. Because if you do not, rest assured, chances are pretty good in judgment he will say also, depart from me. I never knew you. Do you want to avoid that? Do you want to be a friend to Christ? And do you want him to know you as a father? Then the answer is obvious and extremely simple. Obey. Do the will of Yahweh God, Yahshua, Messiah. And then, and only then, will you be a faithful sheep and told, enter in my faithful servant. Until then, each and every one of us are workers of iniquity and, by definition, antichrist if we deny his teachings. And so, until next time, this is Pastor Visser from Brooks, Georgia and the Covenant People's Church.
Wishing you and your entire family great studies. War for Christ. Amen. Covenant People's Ministry. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website, or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We thank you for your prayers and offerings, and pray that all of you have been touched by these messages, and continue to spread the word of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.